preach a message today called First. Of course I do, right? First, because it's the first Sunday, first month of the year. It's 2019. It's a a new start for all of us. And it is the first day of 21 days of fasting and prayer. We used to call it 21 days of prayer and fasting. But how many of you know you should pray every day? I'll try that over here sometime. How many of you know you should pray every day? You should pray every day, right? But fasting is different. Fasting it comes in different seasons of your life. Maybe it's, it's an every week thing for you, or maybe it's once a month, or maybe it's just once a year during our 21 days that you choose to fast. But um, it's 21 days of fasting and prayer. And what happens during these 21 days is we just kind of set some priorities right, right? Now, if you have your Bibles today, if you have a phone or a tablet, however you access the Word of God, turn to Romans chapter 12. We'll read from that in just a minute. And I always say that the first part of the year, we really need to look at what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6, verse number 33. He said this, Matthew six thirty-three, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. And the things that he was talking about is what he said in previous verses. He said, hey, don't worry about what you're going to eat. Don't worry about what you're going to wear. Don't worry about the things pertaining to this life. If you seek first the kingdom of God, all those things will be added unto you. God is really particular about one thing in his word. You see it from cover to cover, and that's this. He has to be first. I said he's got to be first. He's got to be number one. Not for his benefit, but for our benefit. God has to be number one. In fact, in the list of Ten Commandments, the very first commandment, which is also called the greatest commandment, is this. No other gods before me. I have to be first in your life. And if for some reason God has slipped down on your priority list, on your schedule, through your affections, through your passion, through the things that you're seeking, if God has become number three or number four, listen, here's what we're going to do this 21 days. We're going to elevate God. We're going to put him back to where he should be, how he should be number one, how he should be the person that we're seeking after more than anything anything else. God is first. Amen. He's first. And so that's what we want to prioritize through fasting. That's why we fast because it sets our priorities back aligned, right? Maybe it was the holidays or maybe it was last year through a series of events. And, and for some reason you got sidetracked for some reason, your attention got put to the side. You're so focused on trying to get ahead or you're so focused on a relationship that you've allowed your relationship with God to suffer. And he is not the priority that he should be. It is time starting today to put God first. And we do that through fasting, through fasting. And what I mean by that is this, here's what fasting is. And I shared it last week. Fasting is abstaining from food or certain types of food in order to draw closer to God through the purpose of self-denial, right? We draw closer to God. That's our purpose. We draw closer to God through self-denial. In other words, we say no to food. We take the time that we would normally be eating. 
whether it is breakfast or lunch or dinner, and we take that time and instead of eating, instead of going to the restaurant, instead of fixing something in the kitchen, we open up our Bibles. We go into a private place and we say, okay, God, during this time, whether it's a half an hour or an hour, during this time, I'm going to pray. I'm going to read my Bible. I'm going to seek you, God, because I want to show you that you're a priority in my life. I want to show you that you are number one, that there's nothing else more important in my life than you. And that's what we do. And it causes us to deny ourselves and say, God, you're my priority. It's not just saying it, it's doing it, right? It's doing it. Listen, fasting is not dieting, huh? It's not dieting. Dieting makes you look good. Guess what fasting does? Fasting makes you live good, right? It changes the way you live, not just the way you look. Fasting is is showing God, hey, I'm serious about this thing. I'm serious about this thing. I want to give you three benefits to fasting. And the first one is this. Fasting moves us from lip service to sacrificial worship. From lip service to sacrificial worship. In Isaiah chapter 29, God's speaking and he says this. He says, therefore, the Lord said, insomuch as these people draw near to me with their mouth, they draw near with their mouths and they honor me with their lips, but have removed their hearts far from me. In other words, they're going through the motions, man. They come into the sanctuary and they lift hands and they say things. They read words on a screen and they, they go through the motions of worship. But when they get outside of these four walls, when they walk out the door, nothing has really changed. They, they live the same way. They act the same way. They watch the same things. And so they never gave me their heart. And let me tell you, one thing you see true in the word of God is this. God accepts true worship, but he rejects false worship. He rejects it. He said it in Malachi. He said it in Jeremiah. He said it in Isaiah. In fact, the very first offering that was ever given was given by two brothers. And one he accepted and the other he rejected. Why? Because it was half-hearted. Huh? It was half-hearted. It was just an offering. Just, just something that he gave. Just kind of, just I'm going to come and I, I guess I'll, to soothe my, my own conscience... I'll come to church and I'll, I'll worship for a little bit. But I don't intend for it to ever really change me. See what that is? That's just lip service. And God rejects false worship. But here's what he does. He accepts true worship. Right? And it's not about being perfect and coming to him and saying, Hey, God, I'll never do that again. Or, Hey, God, from here on out, I'm, I'm going to live perfect. It's not about that. But it is about saying, God, I'm serious about wanting to change. And I'm not just going to say it. I'm going to show it. And if I got to push away from the table and I got to skip a meal a day, or I got to go two days, or three days, or five days, or 10 days, or 21 days, whatever it takes, I'm going to show you, God, that this is not just lip service. I'm worshiping you with a sacrifice. Hallelujah. It's a sacrifice of worship. And if you don't think fasting is sacrificing, just try it. Huh? Just, just fast breakfast. 
and see what happens around 10 a.m. Come on now. Just see what happens around 10 a.m. Just, just don't eat breakfast, huh? And, and pray and read your Bible and see what happens to you about 10 a.m. when you start to go, huh, for some reason, I'm starving right now, huh? And then your mind will play tricks on you and they'll say, hey, no, 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 you need to eat lunch, right? But your spirit man will say, no, 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 don't, don't do it. You can go, you can make it. And then decide to fast lunch and see what happens to you around 2 p.m. You'll swear the first early stages of rigor mortis are starting to set in because you're going to die any moment if you don't eat, right? But then you go ahead and you go ahead and fast dinner and see if you don't go to sleep that night and lay your head on your pillow about 9 p.m. Because you got to go to bed early because you got to get up early so you can eat, right? So you're going to bed early so you can get up early so you can eat. So you're in bed earlier than you've ever been. Can't wait for the next day. But instead of counting sheep, you're counting steaks. They're just passing over your pillow at night. Huh? It's called a sacrifice. It's a sacrifice. And it shows God you are serious about this thing. You're serious about this thing. Uh, The second thing is this, fasting helps us take down the altar of self and gives us self-discipline. And you may not think you need self-discipline, but I'm here to tell you, you need self-discipline. I need self-discipline in my life, right? In John chapter three, verse 30, John the Baptist said these words. He said, he must become greater and greater and I must become less and less. In other words, he must increase, I must decrease. And if there was ever a verse in the Bible that really summed up what fasting is, even though it doesn't mention the word fasting, I believe it is John 3.30. He becomes greater, I become less. And it is in that order. It is not, I become less, and then eventually he becomes greater. It's first, I have to submit myself to God. He becomes greater. And in his strength, I'm not not just trying to grin and bear it. I'm not just trying to, to go without food and just try to make it these next few hours. It is I'm relying on God's strength to come into my life. He becomes greater. I become less. Hallelujah. He becomes greater. I become less. This is from Isaiah chapter 58. Listen to this. This is God talking about the kind of fasting that he wants. In the New Living Translation, it says, this is the kind of fasting I want. Free those who are wrongly imprisoned. Lighten the burden of those who work for you. Let the oppressed go free and remove the chains that bind people. Share your food with the hungry and give shelter to the homeless. Give clothes to those who need them and do not hide from relatives who need your help. Hallelujah. I know nobody does that here, but other churches, they deal with that. Right? Nobody's ever declined a call from a family member. I'm sure that's never happened here. But in other places, they deal with that. What that verse is, what those verses are actually talking about when I look at them, because they actually said to God, God, we're fasting. 
And he said back to them, you're fasting to please yourself. It's still all about you. You're just really putting on a show. And he said, the fasting that I'm calling you to do changes your outlook. It changes your heart. You're no longer thinking about yourself. You're looking outward. You're thinking about others. Fasting changes us by taking down the altar of self. The number one sin in the Old Testament was not homosexuality. It was not murder. The number one sin in the Old Testament that God condemned more than anything else is idolatry. You see it over and over again. The children of Israel got caught up in idolatry. And let me tell you what you see in America today and around the world is you see an idol that is being built up and it is the idol of self. And it is propped up and promoted through social media. It is all about self. Look at me, right? And that's why I said last week, there has to be in our heart and in our mind There has to be this thing where we say, no, no, it can't be about me. It can't just be about me, right? Read Romans chapter 12. If you have your Bibles today or you have a phone or a tablet, let's start Romans chapter 12. And in verse number one, it says this, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now, many of you know these verses. Probably you've read them before, but look at verse number three. Would you look at it? For I say through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. Paul is writing in Romans and he said this. He said, first of all, you have to present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Not a dead sacrifice, a living sacrifice. That means you lay yourself at the altar, right? And don't be conformed to this world. Don't do what they're doing. They're promoting themselves. They're making it all about themselves, They're trying everything they can to just be famous and make it all about me and I'm just promoting myself and, and look at me. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, right? But then he goes on to say this in verse three, don't think of yourself more highly than you should. Huh? More often, more highly Do not think of yourself. So we have to take down the altar of self. We really do. I said last week, you know, there's a temptation that we have when we have our phones. I know this is an iPad, but we have our phones. There's a temptation to, that we want, to, we want to take that perfect selfie, right? You want to take that perfect selfie. And I said there's this temptation. And what we need to do over this 21 days is instead of going, okay, now I'm about to hit the button where I turn the camera towards me. And, and instead of doing that, I got to say, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. It's not about me. It's not, it can't be about me. A couple weeks ago, I went and took my mom. For Christmas, I bought tickets to go see Downton Abbey, 
um, the exhibition down there at City Place. Love the show, Downton Abbey. And so we went and, and we went to the dining room table and I said, I'm going to take a selfie with mom. I'm not a selfie person. I really look at my page. You don't see any selfies, but I'm going to take a selfie with my mom. And then I looked at it and went, do I really want the camera that close to my face? Now, I'm just, I'm just one of those people like, do I really, does the world need to see this? No, I don't even know where the filters are to make this to where it won't freak people out. So I go, I, I don't even want the camera that close to my face. I don't know why people do just, you know, they just see them and they're just taking a hundred pictures. And so right before I was about to take it, I'm like, nah, right now. I just won't do it. I just take a picture of the dining room. I didn't post it. I just take a picture of the dining room. Why, why does my face have to be in it? Right? Why do I have to be in it? Why, why is it about me? So as I was tempted to hit the button to turn the camera towards me, something just said, don't do it. Just let it go. Just walk on by. And you know what? If all the decisions in our life were like that one, where we're about to be selfish and think about ourselves and try to get our own way. And, and I, I want my way now. I want what I want. I want it now. And, and right at that moment when we're about to make it all about us, if something says, no, it's not about you, right? Let's tear down the altar of self. Make it not about us and do what Paul said in Romans. Don't think of ourselves more highly than we should. Now, I don't mean, that doesn't mean we think of ourselves more lowly than we should. That means we have the proper perspective, right? And the proper perspective is, is this. Without him, I'm nothing. But with him, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, Right? And it's during these 21 days that we say, God, I thank you that the altar of self is coming down. I'm pushing away from the table. I'm going to take these 21 days to have the right perspective that this year is not about what I want. I'm not the master of my own decisions. I'm not the head of everything that I do. God, you're the head. You're the one that's in charge. The decisions that I make, I'm seeking you first. God, it is your will be done and not my will be done. Amen. It has to be about him. I cannot be conformed to this world. I can't be thinking the same way they think, acting the same way they think. That's why I need to fast. Because let me tell you, I could be super selfish. I know nobody in here struggles with that, but let me tell you, I struggle with it. I want what I want sometimes and I want it now. I can be impatient. I can lose my temper. I can do all of those things. And I have got to tear down that idol of self. I've got to tear it down. The third thing is this. Fasting moves us towards a life of repentance by allowing us to hear the voice of God more clearly. Let me tell you, repentance can be often misunderstood. Because we think for some reason repentance is saying, I'm sorry, God, please forgive me, offering some penance. We've been taught repentance is changing directions. If you actually study the word, to repent really means to change your way of thinking. It literally means to change your mind. Now, when you change your mind, guess what? You change your behavior. So that's included. 
So you can't change your mind without changing your behavior. So repentance does lead to a lifestyle change. And when you fast, when you fast, all those other voices in your life, they become lower. You shut off the TV, right? You push away from the table. You rearrange your schedule. You're coming here. You're going into your prayer closet. You're going to a back porch or a kitchen table or you're parking. You're taking your lunch hour and saying, during this time, I'm not going to eat. I'm going I'm to just take time. I'm going to go for a drive. I'm just going to park somewhere. I'm just going to spend this time with God. Because let me tell you, God doesn't just listen. He speaks. I grew up on hymns, man, and we sang these songs, and he walks with me, and he Come on now. And he talks with me and he tells me I am his own. Come on, somebody help me out. I need help. God speaks. He really does. And when he speaks to us, he wants to tell us, hey, listen, I got you. I'm watching over you. I'm protecting you. I'm looking out for your family. Man, he wants to tell you how special you are to him, but he also wants to talk about the sin in your life. Yeah, he does. Not in a condemning way. He's not just out there to to bash you over the head, but he does say, hey, Brian, that anger, it's got to go. You can't talk to your wife that way. You can't talk to your kids that way. Then impatience It's got to go. Huh? All those issues that you're dealing with, let me tell you, God wants to talk to you about those. He wants to talk to you about about the way you're living. He wants to talk to you about the garbage that we watch, the garbage that we listen to. God wants to speak to us about those things. And when you fast, let me tell you, and you seek God, and you say, okay, God, I want to hear your voice. Let me tell you, he wants to talk to you about your life. Sure he does, because he loves you, huh? Because he's a good dad and he's a good father and he loves you and he wants those things that are holding you back, he wants them broken off of your life. We sang it this morning. Listen, he wants to break the chains of bondage, the chains of addiction, the chains of the past, the chains of habitual sins and cycles. He wants those broken off of your life and fasting helps to break them. Amen? Let me share one more scripture with you, and that's this. Joel chapter 2, verse 12, it says this. Now, therefore, says the Lord, turn to me with all of your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. Rend your heart and not your garments. In other words, it's not a show. That's why I said last week, we don't talk about, I, I never ask people, what are you fasting I ask one person, my wife and I, we're the only ones we talk to about it. I tell people, don't ask people what they're fasting. Let that be between them and God. I've seen people go make a big show on fasting and and, and put it all over social media. And I thought, well, I hope you enjoy your likes because that's all you're going to get. You got your reward right there, a couple likes. Enjoy it. It's personal. It's private. It's between you and God. Take some time this 21 days and say, okay, God, I'm going to fast. I always said, find one accountability partner. If you're married, let it be your spouse because they see you the most. 
Uh, if you're working somewhere, if you're not married, let it be a coworker, not somebody three states over that you ain't talked to in six months. All right? And they don't know that you're eating a cheeseburger at McDonald's. Be accountable to one person. Find that one person. It's not a show. Rend your heart, it says, and not your garments. And watch this. Return to the Lord your God, for he is what? Gracious, merciful, slow to anger, and of great kindness. 